Welcome Black Hollywood Live fans. On today's Fit Club, we talk diet and exercise with fitness expert IFBB Pro Annie Parker. Stay tuned for more. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live Fit Club. Welcome, Black Hollywood Life fans. <laughs> I'm your host, Shaka Smith, and we have our guest, Annie Parker, IFBB Pro. She's just walked in. Uh, come on up, come on up. So good to see you. So nice to see you. Get in there, get in there. <laughs> That's on time. Yeah, that, that is was like perfectly the most on time. That oh, was good. man. <laughs> Put these bad boys on. <laughs> and we are ready to start the show. <laughs> My name is Shaka Smith. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong. I'm joined here by a guest host, Curran Blevins. Tell me where they can find you. You can find me everything at Curran Blevins, C-U-R-R-A-N-B-L-E-V-I-N-S. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and my website. Yeah, and you may recognize him. He was here before, uh, the all-natural athlete. Thank you for being here again. You got it. Thanks for having me. And, of course, we have IFBB Pro Annie Parker. How are you doing? Good. How are you? <laughs> Good. Where can they find I you I love online? the applause. <laughs> 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 um, it's Sassy Fit Chick. Um, all one word, Sassy Fit Chick on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, everything. Awesome. So we have a couple of interesting stories as we get to you. Um, and so one of these interesting stories, I get a lot of um, questions from parents. And how to motivate kids to eat better. And so everyone's got different strategies. Some people hide the food, the good food in like, you know, make a broccoli chocolate cake, right? <laughs> Some people do bribery. And recently, they a uh, study had shown that bribery worked for kind of prolonging habits, but it didn't do so in the long run. And that, mm-hmm. in fact, monetary incentives can actually decrease um, how much you work towards something. Mm-hmm. And so they're saying to build a really good relationship with food. What I was wondering, do you have any, like, tips and tricks for like your clients that you try do you try to like you know bribe them do you try to hide a workout in a workout or you know um that's so interesting I, I just try to stress balance um you know I, I don't think it's it's terrible for kids to like or for parents to take their kids to you know fast food or something but like make it like once a month like my clients you know if they're if they eat clean I always tell them like 85% of the time I am not mad about the other 15%. It's kind of the same thing with kids. Like, you know, if they're taught right off the bat that, like, the the good foods, you know, like the junk foods, the cookies and stuff like that is just a a once-in-a-while thing, you know, it's not something we eat all the time, then, you know, I think they kind of... Things are very habitual. They're very patterned. So it's kind of like whatever patterns you're instilling in them now, you know, that's going to carry over. Yeah. do, do Do you think instilling good meaning a better version of junk food would be best in terms of like instead of having a cookie like an Oreo cookie making some sort of like hey almond <laughs> almond version of banana or something you know like a like an all raw or all vegan cookie where it's like man that's only 30 calories versus 684 and it's really bad for you like what are, what are your thoughts about that in terms of starting them young on that so they never I guess they're going to find out in 7th grade <laughs> but, yeah. like, but it's already a habit right check, check this out yeah I mean I I always, um, my parents always give me veggies and stuff like that, so I always grew up liking them. You know, Mm -hmm. I never, I think, I feel like if if you just give them to them just the way they are, natural state, you know, when they're younger, and like, hey, this is a treat, this is yummy, you know, I would go out in the garden with my grandparents and stuff like that. That was seen as something, like, fun to do. So if you make the food fun, you know, you don't have to hide it. Like, if you're hiding it, that implies that it's not good. You know what I mean? So, because, yeah, I mean, I still wanted a Big Mac sometimes in high school, even though I ate relatively clean and healthy and stuff like that. And even now, you know, sometimes I just really want dessert. That's (laughs) awesome because one of the ways they say to combat this is really to, like, model for your kids. And sometimes our own biases model it for them. Like, if we're like, oh, I don't like broccoli, but we should really eat it, they're going to still feel like, oh, I don't like broccoli. Totally. But you want to, 
like have frequent family meals. Mm-hmm. And one thing I found interesting is they found you have to ask kids sometimes eight to fifteen times toddlers before they accept something. So sometimes as parents you get discouraged after five yeah. or six times, like, well, you know, but they need to be asked eight to fifteen. Do you, do you get that with clients, or you need to like really hammer them a point and they finally get it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like to think they're adults and they can, you know, <laughs> eight to fifteen. Yeah. Come it's, on. It, it's funny because when I did get my master's in nutrition, I worked with children, but I worked with sick children, yeah. so you know, it's a little bit of a different story. But um, yeah, it's so funny. Everything's a, a habit. Like this is like all changing mindsets. So that's kids too, and kids actually like something I learned that was so interesting is um, kids and toddlers like they soak in the most between like one and five really? yeah. and it, I, I wouldn't That's even true. think of those ages as like the time when they soak in the most information that they re- retain mm. in life but yeah so it's like whatever you're doing during that time it is super important you're thinking the like foundation. oh they're, yeah, yeah. They're, they're babies they're not going to remember but they do <laughs> they don't remember Disneyland but they'll remember really? what yeah. you're putting in their mouth yeah. subconsciously yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, one of the big things we always get we've got a great story about what you eat before during and after a workout so I, I know these are probably big questions you get all the time <laughs> and so we have this nutritionist, uh, I think it's over at University of Massachusetts, professor of nutrition. And she says, before a workout, you want to, like, l- have very little carbs, mm-hmm. just, you know, a little bit. A little something. Yeah, a little something um, that are low in fat and, like, low to moderate in protein. And that you need this for glycogen, glycogen for fuel. Mm-hmm. And something we always talk about here a little bit is the fasted workout. So what is your idea? Because I think she actually said she wasn't a fan of the fasted workout. It does give you ketosis, and you, so you drop the fat. But apparently that might lead to kidney problems later on in life if you do it too consistently. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I think because the body is so adaptable, even if I do fasted cardio sometimes, I don't do it all the time. Like, I'm always switching stuff up because the body adapts so quickly to whatever you're doing that eventually, like, that's where everyone has plateau problems. But I personally like doing, like, maybe 20 to 25 minutes of fasted cardio just because, like... You know, if I do it first thing in the morning before I'm really awake and before I have my coffee, I'm less likely to get lazy. And like, you know, because cardio is the thing I like least. Yeah. But I would absolutely never do a workout fasted. Yeah. yeah. Um, I yeah, I, I need the food. Um, I'm not. I'm not huge. I'm not one of those people that like you know. Um, thinks people need a lot of carbs or anything like that. I think everybody can be relatively lower carb. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I don't do. Um, and so you're not doing endurance work either. Like, you're not going for an hour on the treadmill. Right, yeah, and that, yeah. that's the thing, yeah. I don't think, unless you're, like, an endurance runner or, like, um, yeah, some kind Marathons of, like, Olympian, all. like, real <laughs> Olympian, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think that you need, like, the high, high, you know, I have some girls come to me and I give them, you know, maybe, like, 100 grams of carbs or something like that, and they're like, yeah. no, like, I have to have, like, it's <laughs> like, what, what are you eating this for? Yeah, you know, Because, um... Yeah, so I think a little bit of carbs before, you know, some carbs after. And I would say the majority of my carbs during the day are right before and right after the workout, and that's about it. But I I don't do faster workouts at all. Just continuing that aspect, what kind of supplements would you say? Are there supplements you take before, supplements you take after? Do you recommend certain supplements, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Like, I'm sponsored by EAS, so I take their supplements. But... um, I and, and they're very aware that I'm I'm very honest with what I take and what I don't take. I don't use all their products because mm-hmm. I don't take a lot of supplements at all. I take BCAAs and then something called Muscle Armor, which is just basically like a glutamine arginine after oh, for like a recovery. recovery. Yeah. yeah, so it's like I don't even really do a pre workout 99.9% of the time. So yeah, and if yeah. your viewers out there or listeners, glutamine arginine are essential amino acids that will yeah. help you repair and recover with your muscle. Mm-hmm. And so do you do anything during the workout? For me, I'd like to do like an apple or an orange in the middle of a workout. 
And that's what they actually recommended here. So I was like, score. <laughs> yeah, um, I haven't, no. But I, I guess, like, my workouts generally, because I like to split up my cardio. And, you know, I have breakfast right after my cardio. And then I go do my workout, which only lasts, like, an hour to an hour and a oh, half. Oh, okay. You know, later, I, I never really feel the need. Yeah, my workout to, like, two and a half hours. Yeah. I know. <laughs> beast over here. But I, I will, you know, I'll, I'll finish my workout with, like, 20 minutes of cardio. So I am hungry by the time I'm done. But I never really stop in the middle. For the last year, I've intermittent fasted. And I strongly oh, the entire year you've been I mean, invested. I mean, since I, my weight loss transformation, it's yeah. almost over. I would say almost two years at this point. But sixteen and eight, I don't eat for sixteen hours, and I eat for eight hours. Did so every single workout I've done for the last year and a half fasted. This was really? after your weight yeah. loss transformation. One hundred percent. Well, that's what started everything. And every single workout's been fasted. Every single one. So I basically Has been fasted. One hundred percent. Oh wow. I mean, at twelve noon, I'm going to the gym fasted from the day before at three uh, at eight p.m. And wow. so basically, <laughs> you know, there's there's ups and downs of that too. In terms yeah. of testo- there's testosterone. There's it's and actually fa- and just fatigue. Aren't you just tired? Well, well yeah, but it, it, but it's like my pre workout is black coffee. Oh, okay. so gotcha. I'll go to the gym. You know, you're allowed to drink black coffee, tea, water. Yeah. And one of the number one proponents of intermittent fasting is HGH in men and yeah. testosterone spikes in men. Yeah. And fat burning and obviously all those yeah. but yeah. I actually stopped doing that I would say like a week or two ago just toying with it I forget to eat breakfast because I'm so ingrained yeah. not to eat breakfast now yeah. that I'll have like a scoop of protein and some almonds and some uh, like uh, coconut oil before I go to the gym and I'll like throw up a PR and be like boo yes uh, like you so, know, oh, so, because <laughs> because I've realized at this point that I've just plateaued all my lifts you know plateaued yeah. all my lifts at that point because it's just I'm literally like a shell <laughs> there, there are sometimes you know where I'll go to throw a power clean and I'll get lightheaded because there is nothing in my yeah. system mm-hmm. so I've kind of started to re- reboot that so I'm very you know I'm stoked to hear it. maybe some carbs oatmeal or something yeah what, what? yeah I, I like really simple things um, I'm not really big on oatmeal I know it's like kind of like one of the fitness foods yeah. you know um, some rice you know maybe some potato if I have some cooked yeah um, yeah like really BCAs really just, though before I actually, because I have a lot of trouble drinking enough water during the day, I pretty much sip on them all day long. Cool. Yeah. And, and, and that's another big thing for recovery after workout. We always talk about protein and carbs. We don't talk about, like, hydration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so important to refuel, like, get fluids in you afterwards. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's neglected by a lot of people in the fitness industry. I think if you buy a really nice water bottle, you'll want to fill it more. <laughs> that's something that I've started to do where it's like, you know, you buy a nice water bottle, you're like, man, I don't want to let this $30 water bottle go to the waste. Right? You put water in it. I know. So uh, another topic I think was interesting that it's about longevity in the fitness industry, right? Mm-hmm. So lifestyle. Yeah. So we're talking about antioxidants here, and so do you do anything antioxidant wise that you think like has helped you like just look amazing for as long as you've been looking amazing? Well, that's so interesting because I'm actually writing an entire diet. Um, you know how some people like um, that you got the kids that write the ebooks on if it fits your macros diets, or they wrote, write about the um, ketogenic diet. You know, but those are diets that already exist, and I'm kind of trying to create a diet that that you know doesn't completely exist yet, but is an anti-aging diet. Oh. So you know, helps with free radicals, helps with anti-aging. Um, yeah, I mean, I eat grapefruit every day, pretty oh, much. Grapefruit. Yeah, yep, and. Um, yeah, if I don't have grapefruit, I have oranges, but, you know, like, some of them are a little bit acidic, but, um, yeah, I, I think just, like, making sure you get your vitamins, it's actually so difficult to get your vitamins now from just your foods, because, you know, the soil that we have now is not the soil that we had 20 and 30 years ago, yeah. so, you know, our, our fruits and vegetables aren't as nutrient-rich, so mm-hmm. to get a really good quality vitamin is really important. Um, and yeah, I think that's part of it. I think like hydration is another part of it. 
uh, I still do take in, you know, even though um, I stay away from sugar because uh, sugar is really, <laughs> <No> yeah, <good. laughs> really damaging to the skin. It actually ages you faster. Uh, you know, it damages cells, like stuff like that. Um, so that's a really big one, but I don't stay away from fruit to that note because some people like, are afraid of fruit because of the sugar. So yeah, that's it. a good sugar. That, so, that's what yeah. I was told in the, when I kind of like in 2011 when I was in the fitness industry, I, I used mm-hmm. fruit as like a mainstay to like keep myself lean and full. And people yeah. were like, oh, you can't eat fruit. I was like, well, it's working. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they had some really great tips about um, what to do to kind of like avoid uh, oxidization and, you know, boost mm-hmm. your antioxidant levels. One of them is avoid high glycemic foods. Do you guys use a glycemic index for your diets at all? Um, I don't know. I'm kind of a creature of habit, so I eat the same stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the same ten things. It's like a, it's like, yeah. it's like a wheel. Which of the ten is, you know. <laughs> and, of course, they said um, li- limit your um, processed meats, your processed foods, mm-hmm. totally. limit red meat. Totally. Um, here's one thing I've been guilty of. Don't reuse your cooking oil. And I've reused cooking oil before. That That's kind of an old school thing. I was actually... Like, I'm, I mean, just because I'm lazy. Yeah. Like, oh, like, well, oh, it's still in the pan. <laughs> my whole family still does that. Like, I, I think that's just kind of like, you know, I think that's something that's been around forever. But, um... What, what's... Remind me what you just said. Just reusing the cooking oil. The what do you got? Before that. I mean, no, oh, oh. I, don't use, I don't reuse the cooking oil at all. <laughs> limit processed meats, limit red meat. Yeah, like, um, so the red meat part depends on your blood type for yeah. me because, you know, when I was doing my master's, I, did, I studied all these different diets and, and, like, all of the diets out of all of them, they only work maybe, like, for 50% of people. And the yeah. one that worked for more, like, 85% of people was the blood type diet just because it's a little more personalized. Yeah. And, like, old blood types like me, I don't know what you guys are, like, we need red meat. That's right. I was told, but I don't yeah. have any now. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I actually, my muscles fill up. Like, yeah. I get a little bit leaner after I have red meat. I yeah. re-energize. Um, I need the iron. If I'm not having red meat, I have to take an iron supplement. I have to research this now. This yeah, is yeah, this yeah is. because then A-blood types, like, they cannot have red meat. Like, their belly will blow. They'll get really gassy, stuff like hmm. that. So that part depends. Processed meats and foods, no. Like, that, that that's, is, like, yeah. a huge... And I, I think when I, before a show, before I compete on stage, I guess I might have noticed a difference of being slightly leaner, slightly bigger with red meat. But yeah. it's been a minute, so yeah. I'll have to get back to you on that one. I always do steak the night before. They yeah. would, like, take steak away from me for weeks, and then all of a sudden the night before, and it's like, yeah, oh, all of a sudden, yeah, there it is. Full and nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, speaking of that, I want people to know, like, what is it you go through for a competition, you know? Because we have, we have fitness people, but here you're a pro, you're on stage, yeah. you're competing <laughs> at a professional level, which for the viewers out there, you compete on an amateur level, and then you qualify, you have to get top five in your division, you qualify to compete on a national level, and there, depending on what show you're at, you have to get, like, top two to three in, like, maybe thousand-person per- classes to get your pro card. Um, so you got your pro card in 2014, right? Yep, at North Americans. So what does it take to look good on that day on stage? Not just what it takes to look good every day, because that's a little bit easier. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh my gosh. How long is your prep? Are you like, yeah, how many weeks are you prepping for? I was doing 20 shows a year, you know, for the last five years. And, and luckily, because I, I've always stayed relatively healthy, I only really had between 5 and 10 pounds lose at any given time. So is that? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was like, is that me? <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, and, and that's where, you know, I don't recommend anyone you know guys are different but for girls you know you see some of the girls sometimes they have 20 pounds to lose every show Mm -hmm. and stuff like that I 
don't recommend that for long periods of time, if at all. But, um, you know, luckily, I didn't really go up past my stage weight too much. So I didn't want, I would do a full 10 to 12 week prep, but I didn't want it to be super difficult. And I didn't want it to be unhealthy because like my whole thing was always health first, even though competing is seen as an unhealthy thing. And and there are certain um, things that I did that you know were unhealthy and that I found them to be unhealthy later and it's part of the reason why I stopped. But so consistency it, is key. Yeah. Not floating like. No, 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 no. Like and very. That's, you're, you're just hurting yourself. You know, I, I see some girls say, "Oh, I have to put on all this weight to bulk." You know, I built muscle while I was doing five shows a year. You know, there was yeah. never a bulk, like nothing yeah. like that. And unless you're like figure of physique, which I don't have a whole lot of knowledge about, like there there is no big point to gaining a ton of weight like that. Yeah. And she competes in the bikini division, which is sort of like a more of a beach look, bikini look. Yeah. So it's not. I mean, the they've gotten away from that. that a little bit, and yeah. they they've gone towards a more muscular look. But yeah, like especially when when we were competing yeah, exactly. when I started, yeah. it was definitely like beach babe, fitness model, like. Yeah. yeah I used, and I used to water deplete. I want to say one of the, well, not the first show. I didn't know what water depletion was. But, the, the, like, show two and three or four, you know, I went to, like, maybe, I want to say I did, like, a eight-hour water cut. And then people were like, no, it should be 24 hours. And then a 24-hour water cut for this, um, my third show, which was actually a blessing because I felt like such crap. I was like, there's no way I, I'm intended to compete like this. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I normally cut water for, yeah, I would say 12 yeah, I'll do the hours. night the night before, night before. but twenty four yeah. hours you no. you just go on stage and you just it's you're yeah. such a different world than from what I come from. It's just like yeah. like that like that like the stuff that you guys do to your body. I'm, yeah, I'm mind blown about it. But like it, the, it and the determination like that because I was always um, you know a natural athlete. I tried to stay as natural as possible. Like I said, I don't even really I don't even do pre workouts or anything yeah. like that. But um, you know, even just cutting your water for that 12 hours. Yeah, I can imagine. Like, yeah. You know, and, and I'm, as a nutritionist, you hear bathroom problems, you know, period <laughs> problems, everything else. But it would literally sometimes be like a full week before I could go to the bathroom again. Just because you depleted your body yeah. of so much water. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that that's like, even though that's something so simple, like, it's just not healthy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's good for people to know because, you know, I think a lot of times we see fitness models at their best, you know. Yeah. You see them on stage and you go, oh man, I'm trying to get that body. But it wasn't healthy. Be it probably hurts at that moment. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there, there were. I remember. Um, I missed my pro card by a point at nationals uh, the year before I got my pro card, and I, I literally thought I was dying the night before I went on stage. Yeah. And, and everyone's like, "That's the best you've ever looked." And I'm like, "It's yeah. worth no. it." Exactly. You yeah. want to make the two meet yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> that was my goal. I was like, "How do I feel this way but look this way?" There's yeah. got to be a way. Yeah. Um, tell me. How do you stay motivated? Because you're doing 20 shows you're all these years. How do you just keep yourself going? Um, I just like to have, you know, I, I talked about at the beginning of the year, I never set resolutions. I don't like that word even. I always just set goals. Even if they're, I have small goals throughout the year, I have big goals throughout the year. You know, every month I'll set some new goals, whether it's a photo shoot or, you know, something. I just have something to work toward. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be a show, and that's what I, you know, a lot of my clients are not competitors. Like, yeah. um, you know, they have actual health issues that we need to work towards. So whatever the goal is, you're working toward it. And I think that's just having something in mind to work toward is, is important. So I actually, um, the show that I did this past October, the Ferrigno Legacy, the Bikini Pro, uh, that was my last show. I said I'm not, I mean, oh. I, I may change my mind in a few <laughs> we'll years, we'll as of right now, I have no plans of, of competing again as a pro, just because I think, like I said a few minutes ago, 
um, the look that I had when I went pro and the look that they were going for a couple of years ago, like when I first started, is just very different than the look they have now and, and almost impossible at a pro level to do naturally. <laughs> and I, you know, because I do some commercial work and stuff like that, I didn't ever want to mess with my face, which a lot of the supplements, supplements. Yeah. Do. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to, um, for a lot of women, especially for men too, actually, but putting yourself out there, especially whether it's Instagram or whatever, but you formally put yourself out there to be judged, you know, you're going, you're turning around. How do you cope with that and body image issues? And I, I think that would help even people just every day, just when they're on Instagram trying to figure that out. Sure. And I, I mean, I always say I'm super grateful because I had already, you know, had a career. I was older when I started competing um, all of that, and like, and I was, I was very confident in myself, you know, um, more so actually as I went on competing, and, and unfortunately that doesn't happen for for all women or men, you know, if they, if you have to just have really thick skin, you know. I've went to, I've done a pro show before where I got off stage and I was the first one in line to get my feedback after, and the judge was like, "That was the most horrible you've ever looked. <laughs> you don't even look good for an amateur." Or like, you know, and they'll, they'll you're wearing nothing at the time. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm, you know, I'm a very strong-minded person. So I, I kind of looked at him like, don't you ever speak to me like that again. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, I walked away thinking, if he said that to someone, to a girl, you know, not as, as strong mentally as I am, like, that that would really be a shame. You know what I mean? So yeah. a little more care needs to be taken with these things. But, um, yeah, I, I just, I think you just really, if you're going to put yourself out there, you have to have a really thick skin. And, and honestly... <laughs> This sounds horrible, <laughs> and this is probably why I don't have, you know, some of the following that, that other people have, but I don't even read a lot of the comments. Which is <laughs> <laughs> probably the smart thing, because yeah, I know, yeah, be... because, like, I don't, you know, some of the things, and luckily I've been really grateful to say that I really haven't had a lot of negative comments or anything like that on, on my stuff, on my social media. Um, mostly probably because I keep mine pretty PG-13, where a lot of people don't. The, you know, the more you go the other way towards the R-rated, like, the more you open yourself up to Some of the negative things. Yeah. yeah, and that's just kind of a personal preference thing. Um, you know, but the, the worst of my pictures are just me in a bikini, and, you know, I'm confident enough to do that, so if you're going to be doing that, you just have to be confident enough to take whatever comes at you after. Yeah, the confidence, I think, and the motivation also stem together, because, yeah. you know, when you're setting goals you're not going to worry about what's over here. You're no. not going to stress too much and go, listen, like, you can think whatever you want. I'm going to focus more on myself and how I'm getting to that next goal. Totally. With your goal setting, do you set mini goals in front of the big goal? Like, is it, like, one yeah. big goal? You, you know, I, I just would love to hear you kind of talk more about that. Like, hey, sure. I set out to be a pro. I went A to B to C, and then that was level one, you yeah, know? Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, it's funny because my friends actually pick on me. I have my little day planner, <laughs> and I, like, old school, write it down. I think there's something that really, like, something to be said about writing everything down. The um, connection and, with the yeah, mind. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And, and somebody actually said it kind of triggers something in Couldn't your brain the minute you, like, write it down and see it on paper. So I can't write my schedule in my phone or write my goals in my phone. Like, I literally have to write it on paper and look at it all the time. And, um... Yeah, so it's kind of like when I was competing, it was like, okay, small goal, I'm going to prep for this show, this show, this show, big goal, you know, I'm going to get my pro card. You know, it's yeah. kind of like, um, but even even like for this year, it's like, okay, you know, I want to... I want to try to, like, my big goal is to do, like, a, a skincare commercial or skincare line, something like that, you know, that kind of goes along with, like, I love the idea of, like, being 
like ageless, you know, nobody, mm-hmm. you know, if you take care of yourself and you feel good on the inside, you feel good on the outside, nobody really even knows how old you are. And like, you know what I mean? When I tell people how old I am, that they're like, oh, <laughs> you know, and I like that. It's fun. And I think everyone should, should have that, you know, feel good, feel ageless and, you know, to kind of have a diet and like a skincare routine that goes along with that. So you know, one of my big goals, like, as a spokesmodel and, like, a commercial person or face was to kind of be the face of, of like, one of those Some, skincare that's, lines that's awesome. that, that, you know, I believe in, yeah. It almost seems like a natural evolution, because, at least for me, because I know you worked in the pharmaceutical industry, mm-hmm. then you got your master's in nutrition, and I'm like, that's almost, I mean, to me, it's antithetical, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how did you, how did you make that switch, or, you know? From? From really, I guess, you know, being preventative versus, you know. Yeah, it's, uh, it was so funny. Like, I, I got my undergrad in, in marketing and communications, and my first job ever was just for a few months in, like, real estate, actually. Mm-hmm. And my boss there was, like, you know, I, I would always talk about health and stuff because I was a gymnast. I, I was always, like, really active. And she was like, you should go into pharmaceuticals. Like, my boss was kind of like, you need, you need to get out of here. You need to. She's like, let me make some calls. So next thing I knew, I was I was training for a pharmaceutical job. And, you know, it's all exciting when you're, like, 22, 23, fresh out of college, all this stuff. And it's money and a car and a computer and all that. And it's easy to get caught up in all that. And then, like, I was just talking about this today. You go into a doctor's office and you see how quickly they're rushing. You know, this is mostly primary care. I, later, I worked with specialty, which was interesting, too. But even in specialty, they're getting people in. They're getting people out. It, the way government insurance is now, they only get, like, an average of 10 minutes per patient. Wow. So yeah. just to make see enough patients to, like, make what they need to make to pay their rent for the office and all this and pay their student loans and and all this stuff and it's like this cycle where they just have to hurry up and get people in and get people out and you don't have time to talk about lifestyle diet nothing yeah. like that you have time to hand them drugs yeah so there's no preventative discussion in no. there there's no like yeah. hey let's try to fix this with the food that's going in your mouth right. rather than very few take this. and and i would talk to doctors about that because i was almost more interested in that than than what i was selling <laughs> at the time and i was selling yeah. antidepressants antibiotics levitra at 23 years old for erectile dysfunction <laughs> like it was the stupidest stuff but um yeah, and by, by 24, 25, like, I, I literally morally, like, couldn't do it. And I started my master's in nutrition while I was still doing pharmaceutical sales with the end point of just stopping that and, and trying to fix it. What, what company would you want to be, the, you know, the, the face for? Because I know, I like, know. there's yeah. so many, like, bad pharmaceutical companies, like, secret hidden things. And, like... and not, even, not even, like, a pharmaceutical company. Like, I'm talking about, like, basic, like, you know, people ask me all the time, like, what do you use on your face and yeah. stuff like that. I use basic old, like, Neutrogena with no dyes and no, you know, they have, like, a Neutrogena, like, clean line or something like that with no dyes. Like, I've always had really sensitive, very allergic skin, so I couldn't ever use a lot of different things. A lot of the more expensive products I can't use, so it's almost <laughs> like the cheaper the better for me. So, yeah. like, even just, like, yeah, stuff like that 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 I use, that I believe in stuff. I'm still yeah. learning more about parabens. Yeah, parabens, yeah. You know, because I go home and my girlfriend's like, here, here's a new toothpaste, here's a new deodorant, here's a new soap. And I was just like, what is, what is this? It's not Old Spice. I've used Old Spice since I was 14, you know? And so I, what are your take on that even in terms of in that world? Um, it's interesting. Yeah, I just, uh, I try to get 
stuff is, is basic and as few ingredients as possible. You know, it's not... Food and stuff you're putting yeah, on your body. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's, I, live by that. It's yeah. always just worked better for me. And I was just having a conversation, like, I, I started to catch a cold the other day that everybody was getting. And I go straight for homeopathic, even even in that area. Like, the, the simpler, the better. And, mm-hmm. and maybe it's just because my body is naturally clean like that, and I just react faster and better to stuff like that but I think everyone is capable of that just you know conditioning basic yourself. stuff yeah, yeah it yeah, takes, it takes a while to mentally get used to it yeah. yeah totally everything everything is mental and I, I almost believe you know with my nutrition clients I have to do just as much mental work with them as like actual therapist like, slash <laughs> fitness totally, expert <laughs> yeah. yeah what can we expect from you coming up uh, this year that's so exciting. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm working on a book right now, like I said, working on a diet that, that really kind of, um, everything we eat right now, all the processed food, it causes a lot of inflammation in the body. And that's one of the things that ages us faster. And, you know, on top of all the overstimulation that we have going on right now with everything <laughs> and all of that, it, it's just kind of, we're, we're wired to almost be sick and age faster. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's kind of like what we've been talking about the last few minutes getting back to bare basics, you know, teaching people how to meditate and take time out for themselves, teaching them how to eat just like basic, basic foods. And, and, you know, it's almost like the U.S. has made it harder to eat healthy foods because, you know, it's more expensive. Like it's, yeah. yeah. So just kind of, I want to teach people how to be basic and healthy, you know, in In the right ways. In the right ways. Yeah. Yeah. Basic is cool. Um, yeah. In the right ways. So just kind of like bringing it back to like what, what it used to be, you know, and I think it's just kind of a little bit old school. It's refreshing to hear that. It's refreshing to hear like that that's growing because the supply and demand of unhealthy food is like this. It, right the worst is yeah. going to this grocery store and seeing like strawberries so cheap and then you go around the organic ones are like five dollars more. Yeah. But, like, no. but, it's chi- but it's changing because yeah. I'm from Pennsylvania and so I go and visit my family and I go to the local place and yeah. now there's an organic there's three aisles of yeah. literally the exact same thing as Whole Foods would have in a mom and pop Darren Camp's tiny But it was more expensive than the other stuff. It, it's very <laughs> similar in pricing to what it is here Yeah, not the organic produce because yeah. the organic produce I don't know how to do it. It's like how are you getting that from California over to yeah. Pennsylvania in less than 36 yeah. hours or something but at the exact same time that means people want it, yeah. it, it that's that's what's changing and I think if more people do that if more people do that <laughs> you know and more people go and try to buy organic foods or buy single ingredient like hey like black bean pasta check it out yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's, it's a crazy thing the simpler the better as you keep saying the yeah better, you know. yeah and I mean one of the one of the most basic things we learned um you know in school and, and afterwards was like you know, the most, the majority of your groceries should be bought just like around the outside of the grocery store, not in True. any of the aisles. Never even thought about that. Smart, they always put the produce <laughs> yeah. on the outside. Right? Like, like the simple yeah. things are mind so mind-blowing. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's kind of what it is, just kind of bringing it back to simple because our bodies, because of all the processed food and all the, the quick eating that we're doing, stopping and grabbing like fast food, quick food, whatever, it, it's keeping our bodies in almost a constant state of inflammation. Yeah. And, you know, it's it, we're, it's getting harder for our bodies to even recognize the food, to break it down and process it and use it for any kind of good. And then when our body doesn't recognize the food, that's why gluten is suddenly an issue. Yeah, yeah. It's not that gluten was ever an issue. Over in France, they eat gluten all day long, and it's not an issue because yeah. it's not processed the way it is here. Yeah. Um, you know, everything's so over-processed, our body doesn't recognize it, and then it automatically sets off an, um, an inflammatory response because... It's then seen as a toxin in your body. 
So. so if you last last tough question here. Okay. If you have to give one piece of fitness advice, what is it like? What is it to your to your average person trying to get in shape? Just make up your mind to do it. I mean, it's it's all here. You know what I mean? Just make up your mind to like set a time. I'm gonna get up at 7 a.m. and go for a 20 minute walk every day. Just make up your mind. Yeah. Like. It, you know, it, it's just, it really is that simple, but it's just all, it's all up here. Just decide, you know, write it down, set the small goals. Small goals are just as good as the big goals. Awesome. So, yeah. I, I totally agree with that. That's amazing. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, <laughs> thank, thank you, you for, for joining me. us as well. <laughs> you guys can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong. Curran, where can they find you? Curran Blevins, all across the board, every social network there is. And the gorgeous Annie Parker, where can they find you? Uh, sassy Fit Chick on everything. <laughs> thank you, guys. Thank you for joining us. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Christie, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagram at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host owner and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.